0: Hello and welcome aboard the battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax, and thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you doing?
1: Uh, well, I'm uh, sad because people keep dying. I feel, <laughs> I feel like we to just like reserve the beginning of the show for like in memoriams because so many people have passed away. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, recently. Um. But, uh, I know I just, I think just today that they were recording Maybe yesterday, they were recording Howard Hessman, uh, uh, passed away.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, he was 81 and, um, probably still Howard- cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think
1: of him as cool. Right? I do too. Which because is weird
0: because he's played dorky characters before,
1: yeah. but I think because of WKRP, Oh yes, which I used to watch in reruns as a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he's in Spinal Tap, where he's like Yes, yeah. He's the he's like the manager of a more successful band,
0: right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And he's really condescending, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then and also like uh you know WKRP was a little bit before our time, but again, reruns is what you were talking about. And then there was like head of the class, which was much okay, more yeah. much more in our wheelhouse as far as pop culture generations and then his character was uh replaced by uh billy Connolly. but um the uh i forgot about that that was like i think that was the last season or or whatever and
1: i uh, honestly think i've probably seen more wkrp and reruns than i actually watched head head of the class
0: oh yes me too 100 percent uh and then just you know he would show up i mean he's he, he was in a million things He he would show up in like clue uh he showed right. up in, a, in about schmidt and just so many movies and tv shows uh and he was just one of those guys like you know i don't necessarily i didn't think of him as like this amazing actor but he i always thought him very interesting always very watchable and it's just one of those things that like he was just sort of ever present
1: yeah yeah, um, so rest in peace. You know where he wasn't present? <laughs>
0: okay, where's that?
1: The new WKRP in Cincinnati. A lot of oh. people, do uh, you remember that show? Yeah. It lasted a couple seasons uh, in the early 90s, and a lot of people came back. But Howard Hessman was uh, uh, <laughs> not not not, in, not there for it.
0: <laughs> that does not surprise me.
1: Have you seen that quote that Brian Cox gave in an interview where he's like defending like actors who like are like methody and have weird like cuz it specifically comes from Jeremy Strong who's a, on Succession with him who apparently right. is like a, a real like dedicated weirdo and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. um in real life and he was like defending them but then when the uh, when the <laughs> It was something like when the interviewer asked him if he you know would do those sort of things he said oh no i'm too old too tired and too talented for that shit <laughs> uh, and uh, i uh i've been thinking about that a lot lately um so maybe t- howard Asman was too old too old too tired and too talented to do the new wkrp in cincinnati didn't stop gordon jump <laughs> gordon jump was there um Anyway, yeah, but I wanted to talk about another uh, another person who died, um, and I wanted to talk about them and you know pay uh, my respects. And that's Meatloaf. Meatloaf, <laughs> a, a, a day um, whose uh, music I, I really enjoyed, and who was a talented actor. Yeah, um, but I, I also wanted to address some things that uh, that, that kind of upset me because he. M- Most likely died of COVID. We don't, that hasn't been officially announced. He was, he was diagnosed with COVID somewhat shortly before. So he died of COVID or complications from COVID most likely. He was also very vocally Mm anti-vaccine. And so I, 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 I have this problem with, I I am, I, I, there's a lot of, a lot of vaccinated people th- this has been studied but like a lot of vaccinated people have a lot of anger uh, i think towards mm-hmm. unvaccinated people because there is um this probably true impression that like these mutations keep happening because there are the the the, the, the vaccine or the virus is still circulating on among, among people right. and it's circulating at a larger rate because of, because of the many people in, not in america but across the world who were who are unvaccinated i understand the the anger, but I, and, and so I can have anger at people who are stubbornly anti-vaccine. You can even have anger toward meatloaf. That doesn't stop me from being sad that he died.
0: (laughs) And I feel like I I see what you mean here. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because maybe this is just me being, I don't know. Compared to a lot of people I know, I am not very online at all, but I am sure. more online than some other people I know. And to me, this is just a result of me being too online and seeing people question whether or not we should be essentially, should we be sad or should we be mourning meatloaf? Because he, either he brought this on himself or he was a danger to others by not, by, by being stubbornly unvaccinated. And I, I think we can, I, Maybe I have too high opinion of people. <laughs> but I think we can thread that needle. I think we can say I I think what Milo believed in when it came to, comes to vaccines um was 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 wrong and dangerous. And I think it's okay to say that. Yeah. Just and at the same time, I also think it's okay to be sad that he that he died. You know, I, I this this is specifically about covid vaccines but it 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 happens a lot of times when when someone dies um and i think because you've got like when this feels like a real sacred cow because we both are angelinos Mm -hmm. when kobe bryant died yeah there's it seemed like some people wanted to completely ignore his like uh, uh, out of court I'll settlement get... on a yeah, rape yeah. Uh, charge um, or a or, or rape uh, lawsuit, and then other people wanted to only focus on that. And I think like it's okay to meet. Like I, I'm not a big basketball guy, so like Kobe didn't mean that much uh, to me. I but I understood that he meant a lot to other people, and I think I. I I don't know why. I I, I think it's just like a, an extension of the like Stan culture that we have where it's like an all or nothing for every like public figure. Uh, I I think, I I, I think there's a way to say Kobe meant a lot to this city. If you were a Lakers fan, he probably meant a lot to you. He also did a lot of charitable work. I know that was like my, my, my wife's a social worker now, but before that she worked in the nonprofit profit world. And, and, and one of the nonprofits she worked with, worked directly with Kobe's charity. Um, and so she had good associations with him. Like these things are a lot more complicated. And I, I, I really, people, I believe in you that you can hold to conflicting things, feelings about the same person in your head. It is, it is okay to be sad that me died. And it is also okay to say that his vaccine point of view was dangerous.
0: And I, you know, it's so interesting. Uh, I think I'm. I talked about this recently. Um, I was teaching. Uh, I was teaching a, a class at a high school, uh, and it was a high school freshman. And one day, I walked in, and uh, I think I, I think I might have been late to the class. Uh, occasionally, there's uh, some very unexpected traffic, uh, and so I walked in and. <laughs> There were. Wait, um, if
1: you're more than five minutes late, do your students get to walk? Is that the? Uh, that's the thing that that students always said. Uh, yeah, I don't but, think that's yeah.
0: actually true. No, I and don't is, think there's. And saying. incidentally, a cop doesn't have to tell you if they're a cop. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, and little do the students know, I am a cop, yeah. and I can be ten <laughs> minutes. And I can be ten minutes late if I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, yeah. So I walked in, and there were a couple students, and they were arguing about. Uh, Trump versus Biden, and and each one was, you know, bringing up these various uh, issues that they had with the other candidate and stuff. And I just like sat and listened for a minute, and it was, you know, it made me sad. And what's more is, I, look, they were high school freshmen. Not to suggest that a high school freshman cannot have their own opinions, but you know, it's clear like they're just kind of absorbing stuff that their parents mm. are saying um Hmm. and so one thing that i that i and so like one person so anytime someone would say well joe biden said this or trump said this and then the other person would say well yeah but and then they'd move on and so what i said at at the end and i think i mentioned this on the on the show before but i i I was gonna
1: i know you've told me this story i couldn't remember if you said it on the it might have been on the show but uh
0: essentially the idea it's like I I think the more, the older I get, the more I, I realize like, it's not about, I I'm not saying like, don't trust people or don't have a a high opinion of people, but like believe in, in, you should try to believe in certain principles. Mm -hmm. And sometimes an individual person will go against those principles or they'll be in favor of those principles. And if you, if you sort of put your, your, uh, your, all your faith or all your eggs in like the, the, the basket of like a person. And I guess the idea when talking about, you know, uh, politics or a political stance, maybe this, maybe this also could be a thing that could dehumanize someone, but this idea of, of uh, if you really believe in someone, then you're, or or if you're really a fan of someone, then they can do no wrong. Uh, And so, and it's like, no, it's, it's okay to say that this person that you're a fan of said something that, that was frustrating to you. It doesn't mean, it doesn't have to negate your fanship yeah. of them, uh, at all. Uh, and, and similarly, I do think that like that, uh, you know, something that I've said over on more than one lesson, especially when talking about, you know, Christian attitudes towards movies, it's that like, it, it may, they may be hard to execute, but philosophically extremes are very easy. Um, because you can be like, all right, this is what I believe. And even if it's, even if it's really hard to carry out in my everyday life, um, I at least know, I believe this thing and, and when, and it's that middle ground where you're like, oh, you know what, but maybe there's this, maybe this is the exception to the, to the rule or, and maybe it proves the rule, who knows, whatever the, whatever it is. Uh, And that can be a really hard place to occupy, but, and I feel like increasingly everybody in, including myself in some ways i'm sure uh are embracing the extreme because yeah it may it may lead to you being angry all the time and that may not feel good although i think it i think people i think it does yeah be angry if you feel like it's a righteous anger right. um, and so uh yeah i i do think that's and it may, but it may not feel good to be angry, but you can be like, well, at least I know I'm right. Uh, and I think that's, and I think there are some things that we all think that we are right on, which is fine, but recognizing that, yeah, maybe not a hundred percent. And maybe the other person uh, has a point or, at, or at the very least I can see where they're coming from. And I don't know, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit because you, you happen to have touched on something that is increasingly frustrating for me just seeing the idea of like, yeah, you can, you can be a fan of meatloaf and be disappointed in his views. Um, or you can, <laughs> you can be upset with his views and still recognize that, that he was tremendously talented. And I don't know. It's, it, it makes me so sad when people yeah. feel like they have to choose one and right, forsake the other. Yeah. That's the thing you can do both. You can, you can do both uh all right like, well you know, um we've we've said it before like roman polanski should be in fucking jail yeah absolutely. but he did ma- but he did make chinatown which is know? not
1: doesn't get him out of jail <laughs> it does not it doesn't but it also doesn't mean that it's not a good movie <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah um but that's said, i would trade every I would never yes. watch any Roman Plansky movie again if it meant that that, you know, that the girl didn't get raped, obviously. Yes, absolutely. That, uh, in a heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. Um, what a brave stance for me to take. <laughs> and like an I, obvious, easy, and also impossible hypothetical. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Of course,
0: when, uh, when so, push comes to shove, if someone put a gun to your head and they'd be like, okay, seriously, <laughs> uh, I know how much you enjoy uh, uh, the ninth gate. I never saw the ninth gate. It's fine. Um,
1: well, uh, you know, what's more than fine. What's that, David tweaked audio.com earbuds that are available at a tweak. These are, these are professional quality earbuds. Um, at a at a low, low price. They're available at tweaked Um, they look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives, uh, today, um, to switch it up because I've been talking way too much the last couple of weeks about, uh, still listening to much like, you know, I'm still watching movies from 2021. Cause catching up in terms of like for our top 10, we're not doing a top 10 albums episode, but I'm still like catching up on albums of 2021. Uh, I've been talking about metal a lot the last couple weeks. So I'm going to switch it up to, to hip hop and talk about the Aesop rock album, uh, garbology. I really like Aesop rock. Um, and I always have, and I always have a twinge of like guilt about that because he's like, the white rap fans, white rapper. <laughs> Do you oh, know what okay. I mean? Like uh but I like I think he's good and I think he's like well respected. Um but uh I always feel a little bit like because I don't know rap as well as I know other kinds of music. So sure. like if someone asks me like oh what good rap are you listening to lately I feel like it's obvious for me as like a rock-centric white hipster to, like, point out white rappers. (laughs) But uh, that said, I like ASAP Rock. Garbology is a really good album. Sounded good at my tweakedaudio.com earbuds. They're available at a low, low low, low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Getting the smile and
0: confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Start your confidence journey today with bite. Okay. We're back.
1: All right. Tyler. Yes. Let's, let's get into it. Shall we? Um, this is like 18 film Twitter cycles ago, but I, 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 couldn't not, uh, uh, turn it into, uh, an episode. The, the, the director, John McGarry, he directed the mend, uh, a few years ago. Okay. Um, probably more than a few years ago, but time flies when you're old. Uh, he, he he tweeted. This is on January fifteenth. Tweeted uh, uh, trying to be more positive. But recently, I was on a long plane ride, and almost every normal-looking adult was watching like Black Widow or Jungle Cruise as their in-flight inter- entertainment. Baby food culture, he calls it. Um, and I want I wanted to talk about it because I think this does speak. I also am trying to be more positive on Twitter, so I wouldn't have tweeted uh, these that sort of thing. Sure, but this does speak to something that is going on that i don't know if i'm as pissed off as john nagari about it but i think it's a real thing that he's talking about Mm -hmm. now i think if you read the the responses to that that tweet he's like a lot of people are taking the sort of off-ramp of like "Eh, it's a plane like this is what you watch on a plane you know there's and also like what kind of selection do you have on a plane anyway that's and and that sort of thing um and so people are taking that like taking that to to detract from the main point which is that like i feel like there was a time 20 years ago i guess when i was like oh that's 20 years ago i was still a teenager so just less than 20 years ago i was like in my early 20s when i was a man Uh, I'm a man now, but when I became a man, you sure are. um, And like, I felt like at the time, the, the fact that I would occasionally include in my film diet, mainstream family films was like, uh, it was, there was something, it seemed novel, you know? Sure. Like that, I was a guy in his 20s who was like, who was, you know, well versed in the agent Cody Banks. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. That's first, right. which, by <laughs> that opinion, is a perfect like, example of what you're yeah. talking about. Thank you.
1: But I also—it's in my mind because uh, oh yeah—and thanks to Charlie um, for joining Absolutely, us last yes. week. Uh, yes. But I mentioned Agent Cody Banks last week too <laughs> when we were talking with Charlie. Uh, I was naming—well, you would have liked this because Charlie also used to live in Chicago. And I was—I was naming movies that I could remember that I saw at the AMC River East. Oh yeah, and I named Land of the Dead, which you and I saw together there. Yeah, um, A Million Dollar
0: Baby, I saw that. Oh, I saw that on uh, DVD. Uh, and then let's see, I feel like, um, mystic river. I saw mystic river there. Uh, I was also a and DVD I, for me and I saw dark blue there. There weren't many movies I saw there, but, uh, wow, but I remember those. Wow. Um, anyway, uh, what
1: I'm saying is that like, it used to be kind of novel. Now I, I feel like I have less of that stuff in my diet than mm-hmm. I did then. And I wonder if it is me, resisting the fact that has become the mainstream that that like um uh you know star wars is not like a kid's thing that some adults still have an affection for right. it's it's a thing that everyone that that's for everyone now in a way that is completely to me has the edges sanded off uh and i I guess what i'm i guess the the thing that i would consider baby food culture is that we seem to have a culture of media and art consumers who not just want but just expect everything to be digestible and, and and recognizable and not challenging
0: all right. So, <laughs> lots to talk about. And I will say, and you've, you've probably noticed that uh, there's been a couple s- just slight moments of lag. So, uh, And that's undoubtedly on my end. So, sorry about that. Um, I'm, I'm apologizing to you, David. The listener, yeah. I don't think, will notice anything.
1: Yeah, they probably won't notice yeah. Um yeah, no, I've, seen, I've only seen video lag. Your audio's been fine.
0: Okay. Oh, good, good. Okay, okay. That's good to know. Um, everybody, I, we had some internet issues, as, as patrons uh, will uh, find out. Um, That's right. And so uh, we reset everything up today, and unfortunately, a lot of that fell to me. So I can't really stand by a lot of the uh, technical choices going on here. Um, <clears throat> but uh, anyway, yeah, boy, this is if ever there was an episode and boy, and, and we certainly started it right. Uh, if ever there was an episode where people would say that you and I are just full on fucking snobs, this is it. <laughs> this is the yeah. episode. Yeah. Here's why this airplane thing. I love it. I love it. Here's why. Okay. Cause, uh, cause, uh, Jen and I, uh, jen lost a family member and so we had to go out of town and uh we actually went separately she went first uh and then i had to get the kids squared away i at my my brother and his wife came into town just to look after the kids and then i went out so uh on the way there i watched the movie free guy the the sean okay. and this is i'm giving up I was, I was hoping we could do a movie journal before this, but unfortunately due to this internet thing, we couldn't. So, right. um, so I'm spoiling a lot of my um, upcoming movie journal. I'm not going to okay. talk about what I thought of them. Uh, I had heard fun things about Free Guy. And so um, I thought like, that feels like a, a good play movie. So I do understand the concept of the play movie. Yeah. On the way back, I thought, you know, I, I lit- man, it's, I love it. Synergy. Uh on the way back i was like i'm a fucking adult all right (laughs) so i watched two movies on the flight back because the flight back is longer i watched old henry and the card counter probably should not have watched the card counter on a plane uh it was a full (laughs) flight and some of those sequences like oh yeah all right there's full-on non-sexual nudity uh you know of like prisoners and stuff it's like so, oh, what boy. were you watching it on like your ipad or no i was what the the plane offered it it was on the you know the the screen on the and with, so with the
1: nudity it was not edited no it was not see and i i almost never watched movies on planes because i am a plane sleeper much to my sure. wife's eternal fury because oh yes. she cannot sleep on planes and she just spends the entire time like i just imagine her looking at me and like mumbling under her breath uh, yeah. because i like <laughs> Like we went, 2019 we went to 2019, we went to Paris, which I mean, I like sat down on my uh, uh, seat. I like finished the magazine article I was reading. I was like, I better take a little nap and then woke up in Paris. <laughs> and she had been awake the entire 10
0: hours or whatever. Yeah, well, I'm glad you included that so that we can make people more angry. Uh, because yes, I wish that I, I, I can sleep maybe 20 minutes at a time on a plane. And then I just get uncomfortable. And I was like, I'm like, Oh, I was sleeping. I, gosh, are we almost there? No, we're not almost there. (laughs) And so once, once planes pretty regularly started featuring, that's the other thing when people say like, well, what's even available on a plane, everything, everything's available on a plane. All right. So that's out. Okay. On multiple airlines, by the way, I flew Delta, but I've flown American. I've flown United, like on big planes that have movies available, everything. Okay, so screw that that excuse, <laughs> all right. I can't speak to spirits <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure yeah. it' it costs an additional additional thirty five dollars just to have choices, um, yeah. yeah, but anyway so uh. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Spirit gives you the like asylum movies. And if you want the actual, you can watch Transmorphers for free, but if you want to watch Transformers, yeah, it's $35. <laughs> oh,
0: that's perfect. Uh, and well done pulling the actual name of it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I had the thought like free guy. Absolutely. It's like a, it's this very, it's a Sean Levy film. It's everything you expect from that. Um, and I knew that. and and again it seemed like a fun plain movie but it was also one i heard fun things about and i do uh, not enough to watch red notice for some reason but uh, i do appreciate ryan reynolds as a as a screen presence um and i didn't necessarily condemn myself for watching it but on the way back i did have the thought of like oh you know maybe i'll watch i can't think of any examples but like Maybe I'll watch this light thing or this light, this other light thing, things that I really wouldn't, you know, bother with at home. And I had the thought of like, you know what? We're in the middle of Oscar season. I do this podcast. I'm way behind. I've got four hours to myself here. Uh, I should, you know, I should do this. And so I, I watched two movies that are in my opinion, not baby food old, like yeah. old Henry felt pretty mainstream to me uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's, but that, I think a lot of that has to do with who I am, what I do for a living, what I do on the side, basically everything. That's my whole identity. I feel an obligation to see you know, uh, movies that could, an argument that could be made are made more for a, a certain type of adult. And so the thing that I wanted to get into with the concept of baby food, uh, and the baby food culture, um, I do agree that the vast majority of movies out there, um, that people see and talk about are, you know, these movies that, that skew young or have a younger sensibility or whatever you want to say. Uh, and are also to
1: use the the term of art, their established IP. yes often. yes yeah
0: um and I did think that like yeah that's that's a relatively new development I'd say the last uh, maybe even just the last twenty um and so and I did think that like how much you and I, I, like, I don't even know where I first heard the phrase power of the dog. Just like I'm picking like a big awards front runner starring Dr. Strange. You know what I mean? And, oh, and, yeah. uh, and Mary Jane from a different, uh, a different era. Um, I don't know where I first heard it. It's just part of my world. And so, and that's the world that I live in the world you live in. And so I do wonder, like, other like the i I jokingly call them normies i do wonder like where are they hearing about things where you know are the movies are not as as like vital to some people as they are to us and so they are just they're they're just like a, a fun diversion and i don't mean to to denigrate that but when that when movies are that part of your life where they are at best just a diversion then where are you going to hear about anything that isn't just crammed down your throat by studios, which is usually the movies that we're talking about? Um, Do you like, you wouldn't even necessarily have to have a reason to go looking for something more. You might not even know there is anything more. And I'm not saying I'm not talking about uh, intelligence level. I'm not even necessarily talking. I guess I am technically speaking, talking about uh, ignorance, but I don't know, just, the idea that this is what's what's served up for you. It's like, there are probably all kinds of things that I accept uh, maybe like from a culinary standpoint uh, because it's what I'm aware of. And other people would say the slop that you are eating is, is uh, shameful, you know? So don't get me wrong. I do. I very much do believe that there is this baby food idea. um, But I do also think that like it's it's just such a different you know it's just such a, a different world i feel like we i feel like you and i tend to occupy when it comes to movies a very different world than most people
1: so what you're saying i, I think i understand what you're, what you're saying is that like um the the people that john McGarry is talking about who who reached directly for black widow and jungle cruise it's they don't they don't know what else is out there this is what movies are to them yeah 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 i think I, yeah i guess it's a there's a an ouroboros type of situation sure. um uh uh here but i in in general i think people i, I don't entirely want to take the blame away from the audience or from the 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 consumer i uh which is i I feel like unlike me i should be the one who's railing against the big corporations or, or or whatever um but i i do get a little fed up with the the idea of people not wanting to to challenge themselves because i think it speaks to and we're talking about art but i think it speaks to um a a a bigger impulse um that is probably worldwide but i think it's it's a really uh, like an american thing to not be uh, uh americans like travel outside their own country less than than uh, the average like world citizen and are less likely to speak more languages or less likely to have friends who live in another country that sort of thing so it is like an like an american mindset of like Everything i need is already here yeah. uh, um, and so the that mindset of not it does not even occurring to people to go look for something else in culture uh is 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 a it's it's a problem i i, I think it the um to get to stick with the food uh <laughs> uh um allegories i guess John McGarry called the baby food but really what i would say is that those movies are kind of like junk food or fast food yes which i like i am a guy who will go through the 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 taco bell drive-thru i recently went through the arby's drive-thru with my wife because i knew it was and i've said this to her multiple times like because she's not a fast food person but i was like you i know your taste you will like the seasoned curly fries at arby's and so finally i like (laughs) got her to go through the drive-thru with me and like, uh, and she was like, Oh, these are really good. Like I knew it. I would, uh, she was into it. So I have an appreciation for things like RB and curly fries. Um, and I, and I, yeah. and I, and I think about fast food and I go to fast food, but I also like to go to, um, uh, not, not necessarily, you know, like nicer restaurants, but also like more, uh, local mom and pop restaurants. I like to cook sure. for myself. Like I have, I have a wider palette and I feel like the um, people who are only watching these Disney IPs (laughs) essentially are only eating fast food. And now this is to get to something you're talking about to to keep belaboring this, uh, this, this metaphor, there are, there are places in this country you know, the term food desert comes up. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes they're in like the poor neighborhoods in a big city, but sometimes they're also in poor rural neighborhoods where sure. like, there's not a lot of, there aren't options other than that. And right. and so, um, I do think maybe there's a problem, uh, like an issue of education of like, um, because we, as you've talked about, I can't remember this was on let if you're not signed up for the battleship pretension patreon do it because uh tyler made this point on the battleship pretension uh uh patreon recently um <laughs> now i went so far afield that i forgot what i was going to say what was the sounds like it was very insightful
0: <laughs> this thing that i said <laughs>
1: um oh the idea of the necessity of art that art mm. like it is art is not actually literally necessary to survive to get through one day and so that leads to people devaluing it but yes um uh but i but life is richer and makes and and people are more well-rounded and more empathetic the more art and the more culture they seek out and are exposed to and and and, and take in um and so I feel like this problem goes beyond the initial like reflex, like these bunch of fucking dorks, like can't, they can't, it never occurred to them to look for anything other than the things they were into when they were 12. It starts with that, but yeah. it goes on to like, this is a bigger societal problem of only wanting to explore the world that own already exists around you, not wanting to expand your sphere.
0: Yeah. I, I don't mean to, to be too soft on, on the consumer because when it comes right down to it at age like 13 or 14, whatever you are in eighth grade, I think that's 13. um, That's about the age I was when I was watching all the same stuff as my friends and some of it I enjoyed, but some of it I really didn't. And for whatever reason, probably because of of the parents I had, or maybe the the older brother I had, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm in fact, I'm sure that that's a big part of it, but like, I thought like, I I don't think I ever phrased it this way, but it's like, there's gotta be something more to this thing. Like it can't only be this. Surely it can't only be whatever that I've said it before. Like the thing that turned me was Adam Sandler. Um, and in retrospect good lord billy madison is a fucking masterpiece but uh (laughs) you know compared to what would come later but um it just wasn't working for me and uh and so then i just kind of cast a wide net just to see like well what what else is it is out there and so i do think that that uh but, I, but also, just you know, some people I in, it, myself included, I think, are just more artistically minded. And if a film or a piece of art or or a, a book or whatever is not pushing a certain button, then we'll find one that does, And maybe some people don't have those buttons, and that's okay. But I will say just let's, hey, let's belabor this uh, analogy or this yeah. allegory all the way as far as it can go. Speaking as a parent, whose kids are on solid food now. Good for them. Yes. I mean, and, and we actually never did a a baby food phase. We, they were on formula and then we, I mean, we still gave them formula and now, now they're on to just actual milk, but like, uh, but we kept that going. And then we, we would just introduce solid foods to them. Like, especially once they started getting like, um, and speaking as the parents, like it was hard. It was really hard to do. It's why baby food exists. And it's why a lot of babies don't like, aren't introduced to solid foods until easily like six months later than, than our kids were. And I, and I myself was like, Oh, can't we just go back to fucking formula? Like this is so, it's so much easier. It's what we, the parents, it's what we know. And I'm used to the, I'm used to the routine and yeah, it may not be good for the kids. It might be better for them to get solid food earlier. Um, but man, this is just such a hassle and I'm so exhausted. Thankfully, uh, <laughs> Jen and eventually I realized that like, no, this is a good thing. And the kids are clearly eventually enjoying it. mm mm-hmm infinitely more uh than than when we would just give them formula and so i do think that you know in this metaphor formula was the only thing that my kids knew and so they can be uh, they can be forgiven for when when they are given you know uh homemade sweet potato fries for example um that are soft don't get me wrong but uh like when they're given that just not a not really knowing what to do with it because it is a completely foreign concept um but also spitting it out and just not like it's not even they're not even thinking in terms of enjoyment they're like this isn't food i know what food is thank you very much it's in this little adorable bottle um and so they can be forgiven for that the question then comes as as the supplier here uh Do I then say, ah, see, they didn't like it. I knew it. So back to formula for us. Or do I say, it's my responsibility to help, to to give them more options, to uh, provide them with something of more substance and hope and maybe even assume that they will grow to like it. And then within that, they will develop their preferences as far as like which of these solid foods they may individually like and which ones they won't. But it won't, but that will be a a subjective thing on their part. It won't be because I gave up because this was so difficult. And so I do think in these, to you know, I don't think it's a perfect analogy, but I I was going to say, who's the parent? I would say the studios. See, I don't think,
1: I I don't uh, like. I I feel like I'm. We're we're like switching roles, and I'm being the like capitalist here. Is like the studios. If this is what people are paying for, they don't have any responsibility to.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. To do
1: anything else, so but I feel like it's. That's why we should as a society value, education, value criticism, you know, maybe that's a little bit self-serving of me to,
0: sure. <laughs> to, to say value but, podcasts, yeah. uh, specifically, yeah. uh, higher, the higher end of the podcast, Patreons, whatever.
1: Yeah. That's what we should be valuing. Like, I, cause I, I, I can't like, I, I feel like it's, um, it's a fool's errand to try and hope that Disney is going to go like, back to producing like mid-budget touchstone yeah. like uh you know even when it was even like i've seen this is this is like a um a sentiment i've seen on twitter a lot uh recently was is that like stuff from like the 90s and early 2000s that like we thought was crap seems so much more cinematic now sure because sure. Um, the look of movies has become kind of uh, sludgy and mono and, and homogenized in many ways. Studio movies, at least, um, but also like these mid-budget uh, things. I remember, like, this is going back uh, a few years now, but there was a movie called uh, "The Art of Racing in the Rain," starring right. Mila Ventimiglia and Amanda Seafried and uh, had a dog voiced by Kevin Costner. And it's- that last
0: part is always what throws
1: you. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's a I, I like it I like it it's a decent movie but also it felt like oh my god a studio movie that is not like meant to be a tentpole that is like has re- is like trading on recognizable stars and has a storyline aimed at like I'm not even gonna say like super sophisticated people but just like grown-ups <laughs> yes and, and like when those kind of movies come along it's why like I loved um Uh, I like the intruder. Uh, And then what was, uh, uh, what was the guy who made the intruder Dion Taylor? um, What was his more recent with Hillary Swank and Michael Ely? Do you know what I'm talking about? it wasn't a great movie but again it felt i do i do where she's oh, she's Fatale. like Fatal, Fatal type Fatale. oh it's, it's called Fatal. okay great yeah oh, yeah okay that's exactly, like that kind of movie i'm like oh my and then that one's rated r it's like oh my gosh a rated r like yeah. movie it felt so 90s in like a good way even though it's like it's not like fatal's is not a great movie um yeah i mean it's very nice to 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 look at it shot by um um uh Dante Spinotti oh um so like that kind of stuff and I feel like when to go back to the original thing when 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 John McGarry because in his follow-up to that uh, I I got navigated away from the tweets I don't remember what he said but he was like he says something along the lines like it used to be considered embarrassing for adults to like seek out to, sure. to be into those kind of movies, and like, I don't know that we need to go back to it being embarrassing, right? But maybe we veered too hard in the other direction by being just it being expected, you, you know? That like, because what what he's saying is, because a lot of the responses are like, oh, what are you supposed to watch the seventh seal on a plane or whatever? And it's like, no, like there are no, plenty you watch of- the
0: card counter, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no, but what, I, what I'm saying, there should be. And there, there's a time when there were plenty of digestible mainstream like Pablum that was yeah. made for adults. And and I think that and it's like it's a, it's a weird thing to mourn, to mourn movies that like we never really liked in the first place, but uh it it has fed this infantilization of Uh, media consumerism that we don't even have that anymore. We don't even have the fucking bone collector
0: anymore or whatever. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I, man, I, I, one thing I don't compliment you on this enough, your knowledge of forgettable movies like <laughs> your memory of movies that shouldn't they just shouldn't be remembered uh outside of like an odd footnote in the career careers yeah. of denzel washington and and angel Jolie, uh you know yeah. the, and leland Orser. don't forget that leland Orser's in the bone collection how could i <laughs> yeah uh and the way in which he is uh yeah. is the most obvious thing in the world but um so uh what i will say is that you know looking back at my analogy i realized it was it was flawed because as a parent i have a vested interest in the growth of my children the growth and health (laughs) of my children um and a studio when it comes right down to it doesn't it has a vested interest in yeah the studio isn't the parent the studio is gerber yeah yeah there you go there you go um and Meanwhile, like, yeah, at the very least, like, you know, Gerber can be sued if they've done something wrong. Uh, whereas a studio, you can't, you can't uh, sue a studio for, you know, malpractice well, or something.
1: Well, you know, someone did um uh, a couple of people recently sued Universal for cutting Ana de Armas out of yesterday.
0: Yes. It's, I heard that. But yes. Like,
1: Which is like, this, this should have been like a top of show topic actually when it happened, because um it's, it's like, it's ridiculous, but also the root of the thing is that she's in the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, it's a stupid lawsuit, but if it leads to more honest trailers, not honest trailers, by the way, but more honest honest trailers, I don't know. I like, I feel like, uh, yeah, movies, trailers should not be allowed to include footage that isn't in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, um, this is a personal rule that would never be followed. But trailers should only consist of footage from the first thirty minutes of a movie. That's that's. Oh yes, that's a good that, one.
0: That's my. Uh, if I ruled the world, that would be one of my rules. Uh, and you know, I and I I do agree with you that like, and this is I, I've written about this elsewhere. That like, and I, I know I've probably. Spoke to, spoken about it about uh, you know a million times on the podcast, but um, there was a time when the highest grossing movie of the year was Rain Man.
1: Oh, was it okay? But also, wasn't Kramer versus Kramer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, as yeah. far
0: as Dustin Hoffman best actor winning uh, movies, but and and even really, I know that you know most people in our groups don't really like forrest gump but forrest gump was i think uh, maybe the lion king uh that was 94 so it was either that or or the lion king but like forrest gump made i mean so much money he made an insane amount of money and that is a movie for adults
1: well yeah i mean honestly the most recent example that which is a a movie that i don't love from a filmmaker that i do like american sniper was the highest grossing movie of that year and that's fine i don't love american sniper but that's i was i love that let's have more movies like american sniper be the top grossing movie of the year um although i i I do think the reason it was the top grossing movie of the year probably does like tie into some culture war culture war type bullshit sure but still at least it it was a lot of people going out to see like an r-rated movie made for adults not an r-rated movie like a deadpool movie
0: and you and i have said this about um uh, a star is born um i i finally at long last did uh, a more than, another more than one lesson episode um and it was about uh ford versus ferrari a movie that there's a lot i like in it but the thing that gets me is like you could watch that movie and say holy shit it's batman and jason born it's like uh a, it, no it's the actors who played them playing very different types of characters because they're <laughs> actors and this is a movie that yeah like it i do think that there are there are moments where it sort of kowtows to a certain type of mainstream sensibility but that's not a crime if it's telling a story for telling a story for grown-ups that i that i guess kids could watch but they're going to have to keep up and i'm not saying every movie has to be that but it is refreshing when that happens uh and it happens it doesn't happen as often um because i do think it's you know my theory is that it's it's about. Uh, computer uh, CGI. It's about CGI taking over and this idea that, holy shit, we can do anything, but it's going to cost a lot of money. And so the only way to justify uh, spending this much money or or not justify, but like the way to, to comp that is to cast the widest possible net. And that means something that could appeal to a younger demographic. And so I think like in the 90s and 2000s, that's when you really started to see movies start to be aimed a lot more at a younger audience because the budgets required it.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously like you mentioned forward V Ferrari, which is a recent movie that like fits a lot of what we're talking about. And that's, this goes back to something you and I talked about, I think two weeks ago on the podcast, the idea of like, as award like the pros and cons of award season. Sure. One of the good things about award season is that every November and December we get studio movies, like, For v ferrari not that i loved it but again it it's exactly the kind of thing i'm talking about it's a, a studio movie with big stars and it's not made for not necessarily made for 13 year old boys
0: yeah and it's and then of course you can still do one of those very wrong like neither you nor i are big fans of you know green book but that is a movie that
1: yeah. It feels very nineties and uh, that, in many, in more than one way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. And so I do think that like, I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Um, and in many ways, it's, I don't uh, instinctively, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious of the word systemic partially because it, it almost makes everybody it almost makes everything too passive. Um, But. Oh,
1: like what are you going to do? That sort of thing. uh, Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: Um, And so in this case, when it comes right down to it, everyone is just doing what is expected of them. Studios are doing what's expected of them. Audiences are are doing what's expected of them. Directors are doing what is expected of them. insofar so far as like, well, this movie is getting greenlit. They got to have somebody direct it. Um, And and it's just going to keep going. I don't, I, I, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Um, so it really, I, I, what breaks, I do think what breaks the cycle going to what you were saying is a director who's willing to it, basically just anybody willing to take a risk. It could be a, a, a an, a movie viewer who's like, Hey, you know what? I, I haven't heard of this, but it looks kind of interesting. I, I guess I'll give that a watch. Um, and maybe they find they turns out they like it. Um a director who's willing to maybe like m- to get paid less or or cough up their own money to to make a movie that or a studio or a studio executive who says like hey you know what I'm not sure if this is going to really connect but it's a good story good script whatever it is. I I think let's try let's really try and believe this. You look at most of the really amazing movies that got a, uh, you know, uh, uh, like genuine studio support. And at the core of it, there's usually from the creative side, usually like a director or a producer who really thinks that, yeah, this might not be our biggest moneymaker, but I think we're going to be glad we made it. Um, and then it, and it does much to their surprise, find an audience. Like it is, it is possible, but I also to go way back to where this started. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I I rarely, I don't think it's going to happen often uh, on a plane um, <laughs> where, you know, people just want to veg out and just have something on while they veg out.
1: I'm glad you said veg out because that, reminded me to go back to the food metaphor that like watching serious movies is often described, I think by people who don't want to do it as like eating your vegetables, like doing sure. it before it's because it's good for you. But, you know, from the, point of view of someone who has been like watching serious weird art house movies for uh more than half of my life at this point um it's not it's these those movies are delicious it's not it's not just eating your vegetables it's a it's a nice uh medium rare cut of steak
0: yeah sometimes yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that's something that I, that I wanted to mention as well is that it's, and this is where I think the, the metaphor with, with my uh, twins like does come into play is that, yeah, at first they had no idea what to do with any of these new foods. They weren't even identifiable as nourishment to the kids because it was so foreign to them. And then eventually there are certain foods that they absolutely love. And that they will like, just, you know, just suck right down. And, and if, you know, and if someone myself had not been willing to like take that risk, then like they wouldn't know that. And, but meanwhile, if they're to take the metaphor in a different way, (laughs) because, and one that probably doesn't apply because babies, I don't think are this aware, but if there was another baby that was still only on formula and saw what my babies were eating. They'd be like, Holy shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's uh, ridiculous. Um, Like, how can you, how can you eat something like that? It's so difficult. Uh, You got to do all that chewing. Oh, no, thank you. Um, And I, and I do think that, you know, this goes back to an episode we did with uh, Jason Eakin years ago about the idea of overthinking a movie. Um, And it's yeah. To, to people who, and again, I, I I genuinely don't mean this in a condescending way, and I don't mean to paint with a broad brush, but like to people and I say this as as a teacher who regularly shows people who don't care that much about movies, uh movies that are that can be challenging, um it's it can be tough and they can often react in a very um reactive react in a very, <laughs> very reactive way is yeah. all I can say. Um But at the same time, like, uh, when you realize if you emphasize that, like, yeah, a movie isn't merely this thing and all this other stuff is weird, it's all a movie, everything is a movie um everything. and everything this this zoom call is a movie uh if we chose yeah. to release it which why yeah. would we this quest um, bar
1: this quest bar is a movie
0: <laughs> this uh oh shit uh, this uh gift basket to go back to uh, uh, uh bojack horseman is a movie Yeah, Look at these flowers. That's a movie. Oh my gosh. That's, it's beautiful. I
1: forget. forget We're not doing that. This isn't a Patreon so that there's no one who can actually see this It's for each other. We're, I saw it. We're just entertaining each other by holding up objects in front of the zoom camera because it's very late at night and we're getting, uh, that's true. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, and it's, and I, and I do think that I think you're, you're correct that about American audiences. And I'd say Western audiences, maybe in general, but American audiences in particular, where film a movie is such a specific thing a that it's just like story driven and character driven and b that it's meant to entertain and this goes back to another episode we did recently that like entertainment has a very very specific mm-hmm. yeah. uh, limited definition and it certainly doesn't involve something that is hard to pin down like, it's like, yeah, it can make me cry. It can make me angry, whatever. But at least by the end, I know exactly what I've watched. And if a film, if you don't know exactly what you watched by the end of it, it's like, well, that's clearly this 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 director is an asshole. Um, meanwhile, that's that's the stuff that for us is like, oh, it's it's it is genuinely to keep the metaphor going. It is genuinely nourishing so much more so than yep. like I I enjoyed Free Guy. Then I watched. And then I watched old Henry and I was like, oh yes, I like this more. Then I watched the card counter and I was like, ah, yes. Okay. That's the stuff. Now, now I remember. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I remember why I do this at all. Um, and, um, no, and nothing against free guy, but like one of them was, invi- one was fun. The other was invigorating and that's an invigorating. It can be fun.
1: Uh, I want to. I want to. Before we wrap up, I want to bring up one more uh, tweet that got passed around. I'm not going to name the person because this will be. Uh, pile on i don't want people to pile on this okay. person but uh this person was complaining about the disney plus series the book of boba fett and said book of boba fett has very mild pg-13 level violence disney is forgetting that adults want content too not everything needs to be super sanitized <laughs> and so that's and i think that's but like it's funny but it also illustrates the thing we're talking about of the the person the the consumer the audience the viewer not wanting to do any work wanting the thing that they're already comfortable with Right. to come and meet them, you know? Um, yeah. but th- this person is so like close, you know, the, um, the principal Skinner, like, uh, oh, yes. touch. Yes. No, it's the, it's the children who are wrong or whatever. Like yeah. this guy is so close to realizing, like, maybe I should be looking for like to scratch these itches yeah. that I have somewhere other than the Disney plus streaming service. But then like, Nope, it's Disney
0: plus who are, it's Disney who are wrong. Yeah, boy, that's, uh, that, um, yes, I, probably illustri- a good thing that you didn't say who that is. Yeah, it, but it, that it, is,
1: it illustrates a lot of what
0: we're talking about. Um, and it, it illustrates, uh, to go back, I think, to another episode we did, I don't even know how long ago, where we talk about, like, specific studios having their own personality. And you and I know that, like, we know historically oh universal means this it usually means Mm -hmm. monsters horror high concept stuff i i'm astonished that this guy when talking about a series a star wars series on disney plus is like it's like why can't this be more edgy we're we're adults uh watching disney plus
1: um this is getting off topic now but i was trying to figure out what like major studio movies of 2021. I liked, Mm. uh, and it got, at what point should we be considering Netflix, a a major studio?
0: I guess, I guess we should already.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we probably should. So maybe power of the dog is one of the best, um, major studio releases of, of, of the year. Um, yeah, there's obviously, I mean, licorice pizza is a studio movie. Um, mm-hmm. not, um, not an indie, uh, I loved matrix resurrection. So there are a few, um, that, that are up there, but, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think it, we need, like, because well, we, you'd have to do the research to, to, to like differentiate between what Netflix is picking up at festivals for distribution and what their, financing and i'm pretty the right. power of the dog is a movie is a netflix original from the ground up yeah from my understanding so uh as as was the irishman i believe the irishman. yeah yeah
0: and was was mudbound did they did they buy that i or? think they bought that one okay. i think yeah if um, i remember
1: correctly because i saw it at sundance and i can't remember
0: if it had distribution yet i did uh, I, right. I did i know we have to wrap up i'm so sorry no, but i did have a thought because fun. yeah uh i i i can imagine some people thinking like "Well, wait a minute Tyler watches all kinds of stupid shit, uh, you know. Like uh, anybody who, <laughs> this is all just a big advertisement for our Patreon. But uh, anybody who listens to our Patreon, uh, Patreon, they know that uh, the that, like I was watching um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like you know, that's a Disney Plus uh, Marvel show, right, right? And I do go and see Marvel movies now. Admittedly, sometimes it's because I figure we do this show and. At least one of us should at least have some idea of what what a lot of people are seeing um and so some of it is that some of it admittedly is just like a goof like i remember i saw what was it like the last witch hunt uh, oh yeah that was a long uh, was time ago it? right what yeah vin diesel yeah yeah that was years ago yeah. um but i remember i saw that because it's just like hey it's a, it's a goof, you know? And Hey, maybe I'll be surprised. I wasn't. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and it's not to suggest that there can't be genuine artistry in these, in these sort of baby food movies, uh, or, or TV shows there can be. And when there is, it can be very, very exciting. Um, but, uh, and so I do, I do look for that. Uh, from time to time and usually, especially, uh, in the world of Marvel. And I guess this is another thing to bring up, but like it pushes a very specific button for me as a former comic book reader. And like, how are they going to realize this in a movie and TV setting? How are, and how big are they going to make this world? That's something I'm continually interested in, but it also speaks to who are the adults now us, like we're the adults Mm -hmm. and, we maybe maybe every adult is nostalgic but i don't i can't think of a of a time in film in hollywood history when studios were so focused on capitalizing on a generation's nostalgia
1: i don't know if yeah so it's always been there but yeah yeah. it does seem entirely like i said everything seems to be ip based yeah uh All right. Well, um, my last thing I wanted to ask you is tell me about this homemade sweet potato, uh, recipe you got. Like, is it literally like from scratch? Like you're taking a sweet potato, chopping up into spears and seasoning it and putting them in the the air
0: fryer. uh, No, we do this one in the oven. Um,
1: Oh, they're oven. Okay. So they're baked sweet potato fries.
0: Yes. Because the air fryer probably would make them a little bit too crispy uh, which the kids are not ready for. Um, they'll but there. they'll get there. Yeah. Um, and then it's on to, uh, Arby's seasoned curly fries. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. And so the, uh, yeah, but it has to be a very light seasoning and yeah, you, you skin the potatoes and you chop them up. It's all, it's all from scratch. I've, I've made those I've made frittatas. I've made all kinds of stuff for the kids. That sounds fun. And because it's for kids, it doesn't have to be very complex, which is great for me. Right.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you can find us at com. where I'm trying to think if we have any reviews of, did we review Black Widow or Jungle Cruise? I don't think we did.
0: I don't um, think so. I reviewed Eternals.
1: Okay. Yeah. We definitely got, I, I'm trying to remember because Black Widow was like a Disney plus, like, release i think
0: but it it did it got a theatrical release i saw it in the okay
1: okay because i don't even think we like i don't know if disney uh uh still loves us or whatever because we we got we definitely got invited to a jungle cruise press screening but Mm. i don't think anyone went
0: um and that's uh we got to screen i mean we got eternals we didn't yeah, get spider-man okay. but that's sony as well um but i think we've got. Sony like... who have
1: never been like not to be too much like behind the curtain but uh yeah sony has always been the toughest nut to crack for yeah. for battleship retention for some reason as far as the majors, not sony pictures classics though David, like you know you the wanna... reason you remember what you said <laughs> <laughs> about, about when... pascal oh, okay. all those years ago i bet you were going to try and pull like an obscure sony release Columbia. Oh. <laughs> Um,
0: <laughs> this is what i'm talking about yeah.
1: <laughs> all right um you can find uh reviews of plenty of baby food movies and some uh adult food movies at battleship you can email us at david at battleship pretension.com or tyler battleship pretension.com you can follow me david on twitter at davy pretension uh also make sure to check out uh, my other podcast the one where i met your mother where my wife natalie and i watch an episode of friends and episode of, met- of how i met your mother every week and do sort of a recap compare contrast thing normally at this point i tell you what episodes we watched um we're all out of order and we haven't recorded it yet so i don't know i can't remember what we watched but um because we haven't watched it yet but uh check that out at uh, at, at BattleshipRetention.com and you can follow tyler on twitter at tyler Pretention. tyler what do you have to plug
0: uh, well, as I, uh, mentioned a moment ago, it's, it's been forever since I posted an episode of more than one lesson, but, uh, uh, with all the stuff that was going on, something, something had to get pushed to the side and it wound up being more than one lesson, but I do get to record an episode now. And then when I have uh, some free time, and so I did one about, uh, uh, James Mangold's Ford versus Ferrari with chef, uh, directed by John Favreau. Uh, And, I actually do uh, a big part of it is a big part of that episode is talking about like these directors who kind of did make baby food movies and then made these movies for grownups that, (laughs) that really at their core are about making baby food movies. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of happy with the episode. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh,
1: thanks everybody for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.